Let me just read one more passage from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He had delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. I'm just believing that today there will be miracles that will happen around the world, great encouragement, situations that will change because we have come together as a worldwide church to pray for the persecuted church The scripture says if two or three agree concerning anything, it will be done for them. And as uh, as millions uh, agree in prayer for our brothers and sisters, I'm just really excited to hear what we will hear in the days and weeks to come. You know, we have a great history here at TCF uh, to uh, the persecuted church. Some of you will remember Brother Andrew. He spoke here at least once. I was in this building when he spoke, maybe twice, perhaps. He was, of course, the founder of Open Doors. That was an Open Doors video, and we have a great relationship with Open Doors. Terry Madison, one of our missionaries, was the president of Open Doors USA. He was a part of one of the great, strategic, exciting, unbelievable missionary undertakings uh, in, in my lifetime. He was a part of the team that floated one million Bibles into China, and then they were uh, met with Chinese, by Chinese Christians, and the Bibles were distributed. Some of them sank, but later we heard that a huge number of the Bibles actually made it into China and were a great blessing. So that was, that was one of the things Terry was a part of. Uh, Richard Wormbrandt sat in a chair on this stage two or three times at least. He was not strong enough to stand because of 18 years of persecution in, Romanian, in a Romanian prison. And uh, just what an incredible testimony he brought. Coryton Boom, who was persecuted uh, during World War II and a great friend of uh, Brother Andrew, I think, and these people, Moroshkin um, and Fedotov, Gordon knows, I know we've met in uh, the Soviet Union, who uh, spent years in prison. One of the greatest pictures I've ever seen was Fedotov after being in prison for five years for starting a Sunday school. When he's released from prison, he's coming with tremendous energy and incredible smile on his face, and the name under the picture was Freedom, and his wife would pray for him for every day and every hour, I'm sure, was there to embrace him. What, what an incredible thing to see and, and, and to know these kind of people. I've met many amazing people uh, over these last years, but 
the brothers and sisters of the persecuted church continue to uh, be an incredible inspiration and an example to, to me and I think to all of us of what it means to follow Christ. And uh, so we, uh, we, we go with, with great sobriety into this time of prayer. I remember Brother Andrew uh, spoke about a manifesto for the perse- persecuted church when he stood in this pulpit. I don't remember all the points he made, but the first one was every believer has the right to have his story told to the brothers and sisters in the West. I mean, that seems fair, doesn't it? We need to know how our brothers and sisters are, are, are doing, and that's part of what this morning is. Every believer has the right to have his brothers and sisters pray for him, and that's what this morning's about, and that's what the prayer band is about. In fact, the prayers today are all from the mission's prayer band, and we thank you for praying faithfully for our missionaries, but I know you pray about these situations very regularly as well. And then Brother Andrew also said that every persecuted believer has the right to receive aid from his brothers and sisters. And that can take various forms. One of the greatest ways we can aid them is to continue to pray for them, continue to stand with them in their incredible, challenged lives. But in in ways that we can, we can also provide uh, material aid, clothing. I know Gordon takes things to Russia, even, even now, to be a, a blessing uh, to the brothers and sisters there. Just so many, so many things to share, but I think I'm just going to stop right now, and let's, let's go to uh, our next video. And uh, I think what I'm really wanting to say is, This is a part of our DNA. This is who we are. We have walked with the persecuted church for decades, and we intend to continue to do that. So let's go to uh, the next video, please. Thank you. protection she needs from all of the dangers that surround her. Please take care of her.
thank you for Kirti's faith. I pray that you would keep her faith strong. Lord, give her courage. know, Lord, that there are other believers around the world that are praying for her. We pray, Father, that you will continue to keep her strong.
Thousands of Christian women in Nigeria have lost their husbands and homes during Islamist attacks that have persisted for years and have continued in recent months. Jody, would you come now? Father, we admit we don't know how to pray. But you tell us to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. So, Lord, we, we thank you that you're a father that sees. You're a father that never leaves us or forsakes us. So, Lord, we specifically lift up these uh, many women who are widowed. Uh, and we ask for provision. We ask for courage. We ask for hope. Oh, Father, we ask for your presence to be mighty as they raise their families strong in you. Lord, and we, we lift up the governments of these countries, Father. We're asking that you would put into place leaders who would care about righteousness, leaders who would not allow Lord this God. persecution to continue, leaders Lord who God. are strong in you, Lord. Lord and we lift up these extreme uh, groups that persecute we, we think of the Muslims, but there are others. Lord, we ask that they would have encounters with you, that they would be changed by the gospel, and you would continue, Father, to shine your light strong in the world. And keep us, Lord, keep us interceding for oh, our Lord brothers God. and sisters around the world. In Jesus' name, amen.
Christians in Sudan have benefited from a 2019 ceasefire, but tens of thousands remain displaced and without basic needs as a result of a decades-long attempt by the nation's former Islamist regime to eradicate them from the region. Al, would you come and pray for the Christians in Sudan at this time? Uh, Lord, we, we come to you with, with a country that are people that have been oppressed and persecuted for many years. The uh, Islamic government has desired to just eradicate them from the, from the, from the, uh, their country, their homes. They've been gone for decades. They've been forced to be displaced. Tens of thousands have, have been displaced They long to go back to the Nuba Mountains where they are at home. Lord, we pray for the children of these uh, Christians that are taken by uh, Muslim and other groups. Uh, human trafficking is going on all the time. and The uh, just the boys, they take boys and, Lord, they force them to be in, the, in part of the military of Islamic groups. And, and they take wives and women, young girls, into uh, slavery with the uh, Muslim men, forced marriages. Lord, we don't understand this. It's something we never face here. But we can pray, and so we do, Lord. We pray for these that are have been displaced and uh, desire to come home. They said at one time that we are a people that we feel like have been forgotten by the body of Christ. And, and it really, it, it's probably true. We, we've, we've forgotten about Sudan and their needs. So, Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name that you would help them to be able to come home to the Nuba Mountains where they, they, they are from. Lord and God. you would have great grace and their faith would be strong and secure in you, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Al. Christians in the Central African Republic have remained displaced and homeless since 2012, when Islamists attempted to silence their bold and faithful witness during their nation's civil war. We'll go to uh, another video now about Jeanette, and then Sue Wright will follow that to lead us in prayer. 
My name is Jeanette. I am a Christian and I love Jesus with all my heart. I love my children and I love the people of my country, the Central African Republic. There are both Christians and Muslims in my country and we lived as neighbors as I worked to reach them for Christ. But my hope for a peaceful life didn't last. Our village was ambushed by the Islamist attackers. Guns started firing and we started running as fast as we could into the bush. All the Christians in my village were killed or driven into hiding. I fled with my children. We didn't even have time to put on our shoes or clothes. Attacks like these have been targeting Christians in the Central African Republic for eight years and continue today. Churches and missionary stations that have been built over decades have been destroyed along with Christians' homes that have been burnt to the ground. In one area, the only structures that remained were the metal roofs of two churches. Thousands of Christians have spent years in makeshift temporary shelters far from their homes as the violence and instability continues. Delivering desperately needed help to displaced Christians often means overcoming impassable roads, using cargo planes, trucks, motorcycles, bicycles, and even canoes. With God's help, supplies are making it to Christians scattered throughout various camps. Today, Jeanette and more than 30,000 Christians in the Central African Republic have been driven from their homes all because of their faithfulness in maintaining a witness for Christ in majority Muslim areas in the face of severe Islamist violence. These courageous believers, our Christian brothers and sisters in the Central African Republic, have shown God's love and forgiveness to their persecutors. They continue to faithfully follow the Lord and trust Him to meet their needs. Thank you for the testimony of our brothers and sisters in Central African Republic. And Lord, it's, it's just to me personally uh, a great encouragement to see Christians victorious in such suffering. And Lord, we know, though, that with all that they've lost, they've lost homes, they've lost lands, They've lost all that's precious to them except perhaps their families and their faith in Christ. Lord, we pray for them, Lord. Um, 
that in the midst of this, Lord, hopelessness will not take over in any way. Lord, we pray that you will protect them from despair. Lord, and we pray that they would continue to be encouraged in Christ. Lord, thank you for these organizations that will thank that you, sacrifice so much to get to them, to provide the necessary aid and relief. Lord, we pray that they will be able to target exactly where this aid and this relief is needed, Father, and uh, that our brothers and sisters, Father, will rejoice to see that the body of Christ around the world is coming to help them, Lord. We thank you for that, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for protection over these uh, very impoverished camps that they have to live in, Lord. We pray that you will protect them from further attacks, um, violence. We pray for you to protect them from disease, as I read that uh, the Central African Republic has, has been devastated, like many other places, by COVID. Lord, we pray, Father, for you to bring healing and restoration. Lord, we pray for the government, Lord. Um, we ask, oh God, as they're having elections soon, that you will weed out corruption from their government. Lord, that you will put upright people in office, people who aren't just uh, after their own power and to fulfill their own greed, but have a true heart for the people of this nation. Lord, people that are peacemakers, Lord God, you're the only one that can bring the peace between Muslims and Christians. Lord, this, this conflict that we see in so many places, Lord, we ask for you to enter those places, Lord. We pray Lord for you to raise up men and women who are peacemakers, Father, who can can bring together these various factions, Lord. This is an impossibility except through your spirit. But, Lord, we're asking you for the impossible. Lord, we ask, Father, most of all, that you would give our brothers and sisters peace. Lord, that their faith would increase. Lord, and that they would be able to persevere through this time and even to the end, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sue. Before we close, I'd like to just bring to your attention one more thought on how to pray uh, uh, more specifically for China. Many of you know, some of you don't, that on February 1st, 2018, there was a new law passed to restrict religious freedom in China under the name of national security. And uh, for the first time, this law empowered 30 different uh, Chinese government uh, entities to persecute religious organizations. It's a program of sinonization. You may have heard that term before. The idea is to make religion compatible with socialism and communism. It became illegal to have small group meetings in your home, including prayer meetings. Christian literature was totally forbidden. Online seminary study was declared illegal. The law, uh, on the day it was enacted, uh, the government closed 10,000 
government-sanctioned churches, that their idea or quota was to shut down two-thirds of all government-sanctioned church, uh, churches. All house churches were supposedly closed down, and uh, hundreds of thousands of churches were shut down and have been shut down. Sinonization, uh, the word on the surface means to be like, to be uh, Chinese. But to the communist government, it means your doctrine, your faith, your practice must be made compatible to the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, you have to change your doctrine. They are rewriting scripture. Uh, as, as an example, Jesus at the well with the woman caught in adultery in the government-laundered version of that passage. Uh, the version is Jesus waited for all the accusers to leave, and then she said to the woman, I also am a sinner, and then personally stoned the adulterous woman to death. The, the teaching, uh, unbelievable, but the teaching on that is, even though the government is uh, corrupt, the, the idea they're trying to get across is they, the people must uh, listen to the leadership. So uh, a watered-down, cancel culture kind of a th thing is happening all across China. Bob Fu said not a single day without persecution in the last 70 years. Every company in China has legal has a legal duty to gather intelligence for the Chinese government. Some of you may have heard of the children's game TikTok. Uh, Bob Fu said that is a, once you put that app on your phone, that becomes a information gathering machine for the Chinese government. So that's the kind of surveillance. Uh, there are some 450 million, we saw some of that on the video, surveillance cameras observing anyone who would dare to uh, go against the government. You know, what I believe is that the Chinese government is afraid that the prayers of the church will overthrow that government, just like what happened in the Soviet Union. They use that as an example. They cannot have happened what 70 years of prayer by the church inside the Soviet Union as well as outside did to throw, overthrow that communist government. And they're fearfully afraid that the 97 million Christians in China numerically are larger than the Communist Party will accomplish the same. So I just wanted you to have that little bit more updated information as we close in prayer. Father, we continue to pray for the persecuted church all around the world. We continue to pray for the church in China. Father, thank you for their boldness. Thank you for the Christian men and women who uh, are willing to meet in caves and fields uh, and are willing to change their location on a moment's notice to escape the uh, surveillance cameras or the security police that are hunting them down. Lord, we thank you that all through history, the church under persecution, rather than ha crumble, has, has grown stronger and has become a more powerful witness so we pray that for the church in China this morning. We also pray for the churches in Africa that we pray for, the church in Korea, the church in India, the church in Iran, and in all those nations that are on the top 50 list. Lord, we pray that they will be strengthened 
they will be encouraged and that they will boldly gossip the gospel in every way possible uh, f uh, for them at this time. We pray you would protect their families. We also pray that you would give the fathers great wisdom when and how and where to uh, make a gospel witness. And uh, Father, we don't even know how that can be, but we know that you will make a way for them. And so, Father, help us as we leave this place to continue to pray for the persecuted church. Help us to be going to the persecuted church bulletin board here in our building to be further updated on what is happening world round. And uh, so we pray that uh, we will be a praying force going forward for the church, especially under persecution. In the strong name of Jesus, amen. Let me just remind you of a couple of things. Again, the women's ministry event next Saturday at 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., snack and share at the, at, on the grassy lot. There'll be a fire pit, uh, all that goes with that, hot chocolate water, marshmallows, s'mores probably, so be sure to come. And one more thing, I believe I have accurate information that Dorothy Salem is 96 today. Did I get that right? <laughs> Do you want to sing happy birthday? It's, it's been a, a time of tears, but it's also a time